choose one? Yeah. Um, okay, I think I'll be orange. I'll be green. Okay, do we start? This is Richard Thomas. Mr. Thomas contacted the Maroon over the summer about advertising his new board game. He wrote, I would like to put an ad or public service announcement in your paper. The latter might not cost me, a senior age 88 on modest social security. Also, you may look kindly on me, as I twice worked for the University of Chicago. His board game is called Choice and Consequence. In it, players fall into and out of alcoholism as they work from one side of the board labeled addiction, to the other, labeled recovery. Everyone at the Maroon was intrigued. Rather than give him an ad, I reached out to Mr. Thomas and asked if we could meet up and play the game. Something's not right. I have two... Do you want um, Sober Up Station to go with Sober Up Station? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, then there we go. Mr. Thomas met me in Reynolds Club a few weeks ago. He wore a big knit sweater and a straw hat. On one shoulder, he carried a large messenger bag. Mr. Thomas also had a large artist portfolio, heavy with game boards. He dragged it along the floor as we walked to a table in Hutchinson Commons. Over the course of our interview, he pulled a half dozen different things from his bag pamphlets and poems and short stories he had written over the years. He offered to let me keep most of them. Yeah, that's yours, too. Oh, this is mine? I don't want to take all your things. Oh. Are you sure? Sure. Mr. Thomas was forthcoming about his life story. He told me that as a young man, he went to jail for carjacking. After his release, he went to college and got a degree in mathematics. He worked for Willard Libby at the university as a lab assistant. Somewhere along the line, he also wrote poems, stories, and worked at a world-renowned puppet theater. Throughout it all, though, he struggled with alcohol and drug abuse. Richard Thomas created Choice and Consequences to help others going through a similar experience. Yeah. Okay, I think it was my turn. Yeah. Oh, I don't no, do that no. yet. You're right. You I do, do yellow recovery? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. On each turn, players choose a card from whatever zone they're in, ranging from green addiction, the very beginning of a drinking problem, to red addiction, and back to green recovery. Um, problem. In the few years I've been sober, I never worked on my jealousy. I find I can't stand my mate being so sought after over the telephone by AA and NA members of both sexes. Advice given. My brain tells me to stop all this phony AA-NA fellowshipping. I need to demand my mate gives me more attention and stops all these phone calls. A spinner at the top of the board with yes and no determines if players take the advice. Okay, so, let's see. Do I take this advice? I think that's a yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. Anger led to arguments and separation and depression set in. More anger and then a street fight put me in a hospital medical ward. Mr. Thomas does much better than I do. He lucks out and is in the recovery zone by his second turn. But there are much worse options on the board than the hospital. In one corner lurks a gray tombstone labeled cemetery. He told me a story about playing the game with patients in a psych ward. Okay, I went to the cemetery. 
he had been laughing and talking and so forth. But when he went to the cemetery, uh, his whole demeanor changed. And uh, the psychiatrist asked him, what was the trouble? And uh, he said he had never thought about it before, but when he went to the cemetery, it made him remember two unresolved grief issues that he had. And, uh, and it sort of hit him. He wasn't having any more fun. He didn't want to play the game anymore either. Luckily, I don't end up in the cemetery, but the game doesn't turn in my favor. I'm still stuck in the hospital when Mr. Thomas draws a card directing him to the end of the green recovery zone, the end of the game. Now knowing this, enter end game zone. Oh, man. I even went into the end game. Oh, did you win? You won. Well, it's not really like like but you fin- one, because there's work for me to do. I forgot to tell you, there's cards mm-hmm. that go up here, and they say, help someone card. Mm-hmm. And once you get in the winner's circle, you kind of have an obligation kind of like giving back you somebody that's still struggling over here or here mm-hmm. you can uh, make them immediately jump to uh, this side of the board someone give you mm-hmm. a card and it'll tell you um, what you need to be doing mm-hmm. it's cool. kind of like AA mm-hmm. you know NA yeah. helping you He told me that the game isn't directly modeled on his experience, but Mr. Thomas does credit Alcoholics Anonymous in helping him manage his addiction. The game doesn't end with one player cured of their alcoholism, but rather with that player getting involved and helping others. Of course, no one's real-life experience with addiction is quite that simple. Mr. Thomas told me that Alcoholics Anonymous wasn't a good fit for him at first. other and nobody's hugging me and mm-hmm. I don't even know how to talk to no lady anyway mm-hmm. you know so all these feelings of inadequacy made me run away from the group mm-hmm. I stopped coming mm-hmm. people see me in the street and they said when are you coming back I said never so they, oh, so people told my sponsor that they saw me in the street and I was saying I'm never coming back. Mm-hmm. So um, he devised a trick. They had a lady. She called me and asked me would I walk her to the meeting Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I said to myself, oh man, I've been chosen. I figured 
sooner or later someone would notice me. And her job was to just get me there. And I'm thinking of something else. And uh, at night after the regular meeting, uh, the business meeting, and they decided to vote me to be the chairperson with the keys to unlock and lock the place up. Mm-hmm. Over the course of one meeting, Mr. Thomas went from an AA dropout to the leader of the group. Not only did he have to unlock the school where they met, he would also need to prepare the classrooms for meetings. Janitor would clean up because mm-hmm. when the kids be messed up and stuff all on the floor, the tables, everything, mm-hmm. because he knew we had to clean up to have a meeting. Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing is we got to clean, sweep, clean, mop this big place. You know, so I started meeting people, teaching me stuff and stuff. I ended up talking and laugh. Mm-hmm. And people come in to help me. Because mm-hmm. it's so much. Got a ready water for the tea. Got a ready water for the coffee. Mm-hmm. Got to put the cookies out. Oh, you need to do all that. You got to clean the place. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they had tricked me into this. Because I felt important because I'm the chairperson. Mm-hmm. And people from other groups come and they ask who's the chairperson. They come and ask me how they're the speakers and how does it all go, you know, and I tell them, you know. So it makes me feel like I'm somebody. Before long, Mr. Thomas was traveling to different AA groups around the region, sitting in on meetings and telling his own story. You get to hear people telling on themselves uh, their weaknesses faults mm-hmm. all kind of stuff you know because you gotta get that garbage out of yourself you know and um, so it's not a secret mm-hmm. and, uh, you don't have to tell it around where everybody know you but you go to far away places and tell on yourself and that's what sharing does and and then one of the umpteen times that you're going with them, you get to a faraway group and they say, well, uh, this is your turn. Uh, you're the speaker. Come on up. You know. And, uh, and then you beat them. heard all these other people telling on themselves. Mm-hmm. And you get to telling on yourself. That begins to free you up. You get stronger, better at it, stuff. And, uh, you know, then after a while, you be able to help others. That's why Thomas made the game. With choice and consequences, he says, People are encouraged to open up and talk about their addictions, even in informal settings. I think that's the real power of this game, that it pushes people to talk honestly about stuff that they otherwise would keep secret, and especially in families and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. People don't go around talking about the crowd they were with. 
last night mm-hmm. and the goofy stuff they did. This game does something that uh, Dr. Freud, Sigmund Freud, discovered. He called it the talking cue. Because mm-hmm. if you played it with people, you would soon hear them uh, saying, this really happened to me. And then they go to describe that episode and stuff. And they might notice that uh, every time they're in a trouble, they're with a certain person or a group or something. And they start to put two and two together, they sell. The game isn't available for purchase yet, but Thomas has played it with people across the country. He's taken the game to inmates at men and women's prisons, psychiatric patients, and addiction groups. At uh, Rikers Island Prison, mm. we played this an hour, mm-hmm. and the guards said, uh, come on, men, we got to go upstairs, because we was in the gymnasium, mm-hmm. two tablefuls of men, and uh, the men ignored the guards. <laughs> guards had threatened them that the violence was going to be soon and swift mm. if they didn't obey So when you when you first made this board game, who was like your intended audience for it? Like who do you think should be playing this game? <clears throat> People in corrections, city, state, federal. Mm-hmm. People in treatment program. It's a good game to have in the home. Uh, it's shown that it pushes people to talk honestly about stuff that they generally would keep secret. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's helpful for the general public. And you start out realizing maybe a little bit at a time that. Designing your own fate. Mm-hmm. Mr. Thomas is designing his own fate to this day. He's made several copies of the game, each with hundreds of hand cut cards. He hopes to partner with volunteers to help manufacture and market more copies. They could have a piece of this, mm-hmm. a hefty piece. Mm-hmm. in learning more about Richard Thomas's work or contacting him about volunteering, visit chicagomaroon.com.